electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Starts right now, live from the Nasdaq market site overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lee. Our traders on the desk are Tam Seymour, Brian Kelly, Steve Grasso, and Guy Adami. A huge day and another wild week on Wall Street as the selling pain rages on. We start with the major sell off, the Dow getting slammed again, down more than 500 points at the lows of the day. The Nasdaq continuing to lead the rest of the market lower. It has been a red, Red October, the S&P dipping in and out of correction territory. It is now on track for its worst month since 2009. The Nasdaq down 11% this month alone. The Russell getting hit hardest, down 13%. So are we in for more selling? What can stop the bleeding? What should we expect next week? Guy Adami. I mean, there are like five questions in there. I mean, I have trouble just Take your waking time. up scary in the morning. Time. And you rattled off three like that. I like that Do you remember music, any though. of them? What was that? Do you remember? <laughs> what okay. should we expect? Is there more pain ahead? I believe so. A couple of Fridays ago when the S&P was down 5.5% from that 29.40 all-time high, I turned to Karen and I said, I think there's another 7 or 8% on the downside. As you mentioned, the S&P is down some 9.5% today, given today's close. I think we have another 3 or 4%. I think I think what will show an end to the selling. And by the way, you might have seen a little bit of today. The VIX actually closed unchanged on the day, which I think is encouraging. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that it's Friday. I have no idea. But that's a good sign. I still think you're going to see a day where the market really flushes. Maybe you have a 3% day where the VIX closes above 30, reverses. That's the bottom. I hear you saying you think we're not done. Um, but but what ultimately is is the reason that we keep going Lower. I mean, That's it, uh, well, now we're playing back and forth. I'm not like, looking well, for a split screen. Why did we go screen. lower in the entire month of October? Rates. Couldn't it just be a continuation of well, those concerns? Right. Okay, so I'll no answer that question, okay. seeing as I've, I've posed it. <laughs> Rhetorical. Um, look, as, as I like to do. Look, Fed Powell, the Fed is the reason we are here. Um, I think we are confronting a Federal Reserve that at least um, since those Fed minutes, since that Fed Powell statement, I think it was on October 2nd, you've got third. a dynamic here, third, yep. where, where the markets look at them. I mean, look at them from that point. Granted, um, there's some other parts of the market that we talk about, whether it's industrials, whether it's banks that have been struggling for a long time, but the broader uh, the market and certainly the indices themselves. Uh, and look at semis. Semis are down 18.5% uh, on the month. Small cap. We noted that at the start, at the start of the show. So, uh, to me, this is really concerned that the Fed is getting more aggressive at a time when there's no data that's coming in right now that's actually telling you the economy is getting stronger. If anything, we're running into headwinds, and whether that's trade. But, but here's the it, thing. I mean, the Fed, the Fed was part of this, but to me, it was more that they lit a match in a dynamite factory. We had concerns over Europe. We had concerns over tariffs. Did not we had concerns the over off. a fact that there was a slowing economy. Did not then all of a sudden, off. the Fed comes along and says, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to." I'm I'm going to might raise rates. Then all of a sudden, everything starts selling. Semis were selling off before that. So there's a multitude of things. You pick what the reason was. What concerned me this week, though, is we all talked about our earnings going to save the market. And all of a sudden, earnings come out, and they're not so Doesn't great. matter either. So what's, what's, what's the left to save it? So if you look at the, the Fed is definitely the number one concern on investors' minds. Knocked the market down October 3rd. FOMC minutes on October 17th. Knocked the market down again. We heard chatter about hawkish Fed. Knocked the market down yet again. It's all rates. That's it. So, sure. Oh, I thought you were going to ask no, me no. question. So now if you look at why the market would stop, it's fear plus panic 
equals bottom. We've had fear. No panic yet. But you need that capitulation. I mean, we have, what we panic. haven't no seen panic. is that heavy volume, right? The close at the lows of the session really feels awful kind of day. And it didn't day. feel like that today. Even no, down 400 points or so in the Dow, it didn't feel like a panic day out there. And if you look at the volatility in the last half hour, last hour or so, we swung about 100 points in the Dow. That's generally not the sign of the bottom. It wasn't a panic day because we effectively did this last night. We, we knew exactly what we were getting into today because the earnings weren't so great. Right. And I just want to throw something else back there. While I agree and, and said it's Fed, we, EPS revisions this quarter and for now year to date are actually down. Okay, so this has been not the quarter where people have suddenly said, hey, it's getting better for us. If anything, the revisions have been down. That's right, down. So if you think about it, that's a big issue for stocks that had a lot of good news priced into it. I mean, I would posit that the Fed really hasn't changed its course too much since the beginning of the month. And that is, it's, it's the notion that the Fed is hell-bent on a, on a rate-raising path in the face of markets and corporations that are saying things are not as good yeah. as it may seem. Listen that sort of you listened to the interview this morning on Squawk Box. I mean, they talked about uh -huh. will the market be a concern? The market doesn't seem to be a concern. It seems pretty orderly to me. The market has to get a lot worse before we even consider changing course. By the way, good for her, and I agree. I agree that it's something with the Fed, but Tim's right. I mean, Amazon earnings, not, not a lot to do with the Fed. The earnings provisions we're seeing, not a lot I mean, to do with the Fed. So, I mean, the Fed is If part any of this. other environment, though, Guy, if any other environment we had those reports yesterday, you would see those as a single stock event. You would see them get hit. You wouldn't see them take. Sure. The market is looking for these names but they're to not save just us. single they're not it's, just single misses it's not just one offs this is the mosaic. whole sector it's, it's everybody a exactly of what the commentary has been in the face you can't of what have poor earnings I'll, I'll give you that i'm not saying that 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 these are great earnings calls what i'm saying is that you cannot have poor earnings in the face of higher rates, in the face of quantitative tightening. I agree with all of that. That's why we're here. For the corporate That's tax why we're guys. down. That's right. what I'm saying. It's all of those things. The Fed came okay. along. We're in a dynamite factory. The Fed lit a match. Boom, here we are. So next week we have Apple. Next week we have Facebook. Next, the next two weeks we've got a lot more earnings. We've had, yeah. we've had about 60% of, of the market report. Is there hope that earnings will finally help the markets? Look, uh, everybody knew going into this earnings season that earnings were going to be great. Everybody knew that. And, and, and therefore, you have to assume that prices in stocks have represented that and reflected that. And then we also were very clear that we didn't think any corporate management had any, you know, there was any benefit in actually guiding anything but conservatively. Look, Apple, we know because of just the, the, the sheer size of this company as a percentage weighting in whether it's the triple Qs or in the S&P and where the returns have come from, this is a major risk for the market. Not because I think Apple's going to disappoint dramatically, but because, in fact, it's got so much riding that's on it. Not, Facebook, that's not what's, I, I'm not expecting anything. I think what's going to help is you have month end. You have the rebalance with the market. So you have about $15 billion that's going to be put to work in equities due to the sell-off. You have buybacks that are coming back. You have uh, midterms that are approaching fast. You're going to get closure. So those are a couple of things that can save the market. It's not going to be earnings. The glimmer of hope for me was the home builders today. They were actually green in this tape, and they have gotten crushed all year. So you're starting to see some people come in and say there is value at some you level. You feel like that's dead cat bounce? It could be a dead. I mean, I, we might even have a dead cat bounce in the S&P, but we're looking for where the bottom could be. That's like, like a slight glimmer of hope. What do you do in this period of volatility where you're not sure if the selling is over? Well, I'm not sure the selling's right. over. But Nobody we, is. And, and I hate playing this game, but, you know, every again, we've talked about this a few weeks ago. But we play so. games here, and she asked and, you a question. But Although she didn't ask to play a game or a question No, but the time. answer could be do nothing. The answer could be sit on the side. The, the answer, answer could be anything is, you want it to be, whatever you think if, it should for be. For those folks that have been saying, you know, I wish the market would pull back so I have an opportunity to buy, 
Apple. I have an opportunity to buy Facebook. I have an opportunity to buy some of these railroads, which, by the way, reported fantastic earnings and are getting crushed. That's what you do. You make your list and you stick by it. Now, of course, it's always scarier than it seems when it's happening, as opposed to when you sort of thought about it in your head. But that's just the way the market works. I mean, do you go into some of the ones that have been hit hard? A Netflix down 20%. Well, see, Netflix to me is, is a name that's still, what is it, still up 70% this year? Or, I mean, the, right. And, and not surprisingly, this is a name that I think doesn't deserve the multiple it's got. Why did Amazon get pushed around so much? Those numbers weren't awful, um, but the numbers certainly aren't representative of a company that, that is trading Price at the multiple that's traded. Price to perfection. So high multiple stocks, no. You don't chase high multiple stocks here, especially ones that uh, I well, think people would be taking value profits value stocks, in. which haven't had any sort of I think you can trade them. I think you can try to trade them. I think, okay. let's say, I mean, Russell's going to talk a little about levels, but yep. let's talk around 2,600 in the S&P 500. Maybe there's some support there. So I think you're going to get a tradable bottom here. I just don't think it happened today. All right. Well, a week almost to this exact minute. Steve Grasso here walked over to that plasma over there, gave us the key levels to watch for this week, and he nailed it. I think we will see this level again, the 2710 level, which was our recent low. If you want to lock in some profits, if we break the 200-day moving average, which is 27.68, you can lock it in and try to play for a bounce off of this. If this level doesn't hold, kiss your kids. Don't go home. Mm. All right, Gross, I want you to head back over to that plasma and take us through the next levels you're watching. Who kissed watching. your kids, by the way? I yeah, did. Yeah. I did, but I'm going home. All right. I'm going to go home. Right. So when you say, what, what does the market want to do and what do you want to do with the market, you have to say, well, there has no panic yet. So people have been sitting on their hands. So let's look at the charts and see if we can get any other information out of it. So these are back to the February lows. That level's 25. Well, let's scratch that clear. 25.32. Okay, so today we have a re retracement here from this low to this high gives you a bunch of retracements. Today, we spanked it right on the nose here, 26, 29. All right, we, we, it was fractions, it was decimals lower than that. So a slight break, which is a, a, a sign of weakness in the charts. The market wants this level. That's what the market is telling us. That's what we have to test. We have to test it in short order and then bounce from there. If we do not bounce from here, forget about kissing your kids. There's going to be no one home. Your house is getting taken away. This level, if we breach that level, you're talking about 100 handles lower for support. See, yeah, I, why not 25.50? I mean, again, I know maybe we're splitting hairs at this point, but, sure. but I look at the, the blow-off top that we had into Jan 26, which then augured this period of enormous volatility we've had all year, and that's really the level we need to get back to, no? So when you bring up the 25.50 level, that's actually this low right here. So if we tested that, Tim, I think that's okay. I just don't think that anything with a 26, 26 handle is okay. You need a 25 handle to say this was a valid test of these low levels. Hey, Steve, I'm wondering, can it happen in one day, or is it a process? We see, like, a bottoming process around 2532. I hope it happens in one day. And then you, of course, have the three-day rule. That low has to hold for three consecutive days. You make a higher low. I was hoping it happened today. I wanted to see panic. You can bottom out on a panic day. We don't have panic yet, so there's no bottom in place just yet. What's your inclination as to where we land next week? Do we test any of those levels? 
yeah, I think that we are going to test the levels. And the level that Tim points out, that 25, 50 yeah. level right about here, that's a good level to start. But I think people want to test this level, 25, 32. You oh. got to have a sufficient test of the February lows. There's people already saying that that level is not going to hold. So you need a substantive test of that level to prove the bears wrong. All right. Thanks for that. So you'll be watching these levels next week. It's not all doom and gloom out there. A surprising group of stocks were shining bright this week amid the wreckage. We'll tell you what they are and what it could mean for the markets. Plus, the Facebook fallout rages on, now down more than 30% from the highs as it gets ready to report earnings on Tuesday. But one trader says it looks so good, it looks so bad, excuse me. It's good. He'll explain why. And later, the Dow's on track for its worst month since 2010. And there's one thing Guy Adami is watching. What is that next guy? Week. I have no idea. That could be the key to the market's destiny. Oh, man. We'll tell you what next. We're live from Times Square in New York City. Much more fast money right after this. You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313 mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower. The ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Oh, come on, Mel. Welcome back to Fast Money. Despite all the doom and gloom, there were a few surprising bright spots in the week uh, in this market. Bob Pisani's at the New York Stock Exchange with a look at them. Hey, Bob. Hello, Melissa. Uh, there weren't a lot of bright spots, but we just love Motown here. So there were a few, including retailers like Abercrombie and Buckle in Burlington. They were all up double digits. Gap was strong as well. Macy's was up fractionally on the week. Then we had the automotive stocks. My heavens, we saw a whoosh of buying in the last two days. Everything from Group One Automotive, GM and Ford moved up mid-single digits. That's amazing. The home building stocks, this is another group that's had the stuffing beaten out of it, had a comparatively strong week as well. We had good earnings from Pulte helping. We had Toll, we had Lennar, we had D.R. Horton, all into the green. Volume has been especially heavy in the home building group. It's down about 20% a month. In fact, they were buying home builders like crazy at the bottom of this morning. The volume was huge, and that has a lot of traders complaining. Why? Well, because traders want to see a tradable bottom. That's what they want. When is it going to be over? And they don't see the signs of it yet. They think the sentiment is still too positive, a lot of them. And they point to the huge rally we had today. You know, the S&P rose 60 points in the middle of the day. What? The conventional wisdom is the economy is good. A lot of these stocks are oversold and washed out, and it's time to buy them. Well, these guys, they want sentiment to be a lot more negative. They want the VIX much higher, if not in the 50s like it was in February, okay, at least in the mid-30s or higher. That's why most traders I talked today felt that today didn't settle anything, that it was an indeterminate day, and I'd have to agree with them on that one. Have a yeah. good weekend, Melissa. Um, you know, Bob, one question here on the home builders. The traders are upset because there was heavy volume on the upside in the, tra in the home builders, and we didn't see that whoosh to the downside in terms of capitulation. Yeah, they, want, yeah, they want even more negative sentiment yeah. overall. They, they think people are now picking bottoms on the most beaten up groups, to, like I said, just with the home builders there and the automotive stocks, mm -hmm. and that they're still too generically positive. Okay, they're a little washed out. Now let's buy them. Right. They want nobody interested at all. All right, Bob. I don't know have if we're going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great weekend.
It's okay. been a long week. Bob Pisani at the New York Stock Exchange. You've been in home builders. Yeah. Are you also disappointed I'm, about I, the no. action here? No, I, I'm going to say that I'm okay <laughs> if there wasn't that another swoosh. It's down. Lennar's down 33%. It fought back. It was down 38% beginning of the week or so. I do think that you're going to get a shot in Lennar. Just think about it. If Lennar gets back to middle 50s, think of that percentage move that you're going to get going into year end. That's where you're going to get your beta chase mm -hmm. forward as well. But all the home builders are really ripe for substantial bounce. Home builders, automakers, retailers, any of those convincing to you in terms of where to find value here? I think that, I mean, in my opinion, the, the home builders bounce because rates have actually gone lower over the last couple of weeks. I mean, I think yes. that's lumber, part of it. Lumber, lumber. Lumber costs have gone down. That was one of the major headwinds. Sorry, yeah, but I still think that, I think the trend is still lower there. I mean, autos maybe, I mean, Tim, maybe we finally well, caught the low in Ford, but I still say you fade the autos as well. To me, retail, I, I got to tell you, I actually feel very confident on retail. First of all, the XRT, after significantly underperforming the S&P kind of until the last few days, has now outperformed the S&P in the last couple days. We're, we're, we're a few weeks away from Black Friday, which apparently I don't even know when Black Friday is anymore. There is no Black Friday. because not a Friday. Start early. Good point. Peter. Oh, yeah. No, but, but bottom line is, think about what retailers have done in the last year. First of all, they're outperformed the S&P by about 1,000 basis points over the last 12 calendar months. Most of that is this outperformance that we saw off of expectations in the holiday season, which last year, granted, weren't great. I think the expectations for this year, no matter what the macro is telling you, the consumption story is alive and well. And I think that in the discretionary consumer name, you still have some value. Value has been created. But these aren't bombed out because they're structurally broken anymore. These are companies that actually have been pulled back with the broader market. I like retail here. That's where I Unless would Unless you think what Amazon's saying about its revenue growth in the fourth quarter is indicative of, of everything else. I, I, right. Amazon's right. But, so, so, uh, go ahead. Well, I, I would say if, if you buy that or even if you're looking for a trade here, take a look at Home Depot. Trade it down to major support today. If you're going to get that turnaround and you're looking for a tradable bottom, I think that might be the place. Plus, you know what your risk reward is, right? Today's low or this week's low is what you use as you stop. What was interesting today was also, I mean, well, not just today, this week, the bounce in Tesla that we've seen. And then today, it fell off, right, when that headline crossed about an FBI investigation deepening. And then the stock came back after all. It finished the week higher by 20-something percent. That was the most impressive thing, the fact that it bounced. It came back from that headline yeah. on a Friday after having this move to the upside when it gave everybody the opportunity to want it to sell the stock. And you know what? Maybe they did, but it came back. We asked, we asked Gene the question, Gene Munster the question the other day, but for Elon Musk's tweet about funding secured, would Tesla be north of 400 right now? And I think he said yes. Now, quite frankly, I've said it five times now. I'm backwards on this one, so I don't know. But I tend to agree with Gene. Can you think about how many funds were short Tesla and long Amazon? Imagine that trade coming off, what it's going to do to stock prices at this point. So when you see the Tesla bounce here, a lot of it is short covering as well. I, 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 you know, I realize that the short interest in Tesla is high, but I, I don't think that that's a trade that a lot of big hedge funds have on. I think there are a handful of noted ones that do. I, I just think Tesla, Tesla trades in its own stratosphere. Yeah. Think about this. Right. Tesla significantly underperformed the, the, the NASDAQ or the triple Qs for a couple of years. Um, what's been happening over the last three months has been totally a Tesla story, good and bad, whatever it's going to be so you, you what you had this week is a company showing that they're actually generating free cash flow may not have to borrow may not have to raise money uh, we've forgotten at least about the concerns from the doj or the sec even though those things are still absolutely there so for for, for the right reasons for fundamental reasons tesla did what it did this week and i don't think tesla is in any way going to be a beta stock for the overall market outside of these bounces this week bk where does bk go to look for opportunities where does BK go? <laughs> you know i mean it's really i still think it's a bounce market i mean the problem i have is we have earnings that haven't been great. The GDP print today was not great when you look under the hood. So I think 
at best you have is a bounce market. I think you can look at the home builders like Grassle Likes. Again, Home Depot is something I look at. I would even look maybe, and I'll give you a hint of what I'm going to talk about later, but maybe the bond market. Come on. Interesting. Yeah, that's what a tease. Tease. is what nice they call tease. the business. Right. Yep. For more on the retail bright spots and where you can find opportunities right now, go to tradingnation.cnbc.com. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, first in business worldwide. Here's what else is coming up on Fast. Buckle up. Next week could be the most important earnings reports this market has ever seen. We'll tell you how traders are betting ahead of the big reports. Plus, Mayday. Mayday. yep, that's what the stock market looked like this week. But don't panic. If you think there's more selling ahead, we'll tell you how to protect yourself for less. Much more Fast Money right after this. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. What does it mean to be rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. At Edward Jones, our dedicated financial advisors are the people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Because the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Learn more about our comprehensive approach to planning at edwardjones.com slash findyourrich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Welcome back to Fast Money. We're heading into the final week of October with the S&P hovering near a correction and on track for its worst month since February 2009. So we want to go around the horn, find out the one key thing everyone is watching going into next week. So, Tim, why don't you kick it off? I, I think to me right now it's still the macro. So we talked a lot about the Fed. And I'll just reiterate, though, that everything we're hearing from the Fed now seems to be a Fed that went from um, asymmetric to even a, a neutral Fed right now is a very different Fed. And if anything, they're telling us, even like Mester this morning, they could actually be very comfortable with the pace they're on. But the dollar also, look, we're right near 18-month highs in the dollar. You break out through this 96-70 level roughly, you could actually start to see the dollar move. That would be very dangerous for a lot of commodities and trades that are already weakened. I'm watching those two things next week. Beaks. Yeah, I think the dollar is the new VIX, so I'm with Tim on that. The other thing that I'm watching, though, the bond market, and particularly high yield. It's been incredibly resilient throughout this. And if you look at HYG, going all the way back to 2016, when we had that last big sell-off, high yield bonds sold off. This time they haven't. So either the stock market's wrong about the recession or, or a weakened economy or the bond market is. Grasso. So I don't think that any single stock is going to save this overall market, but I am watching Apple. And the reason why is that I think that Apple's sort of the perception is reality. If Apple fades because it's been so super resilient in this marketplace, that really puts the death nail into the overall market. So although it's not based on one name, I think Apple carries a hell of a lot of weight. Key. European banks there, Mel, specifically Deutsche Bank closes below 10 bucks. It's either an all-time low or close to it. I still think European banks are telling a story that maybe the rest of the market is catching up on. See how Deutsche Bank trades next week. All right. Well, what a week it has been. Final trade time. Tim Seymour. Uh, yeah. Get away from that little uh, graphic. Oh, there it is. Yeah, emerging markets are picking it up off the lows. Brazil's actually been rallying. Best performing market in the world this month. Thank you. Uh, BK? Uh, tell you what, if you think the stock market is telling you a weak economy by TLT, rates are too hot. Grasso. 
stock has been beaten up. You've heard me say it once. You've heard me say it twice. Any stock that was green today, you want to take a look at. Lennar, stay with it. It's going to bounce. Okay. Huge, oh, huge OA tonight. Yeah, can't I be mean, bigger. Can't huge be bigger. Can't it's be, one of yeah. my favorite, probably is my favorite show. Don't do this. I know we got to go. Phillips 66, energy stock bounce. All right. We'll see you all back here Monday at 5 o'clock. More fast. Do not move. A very special options action starts right after this. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.